0: Today in we continue with parables, al-amthal fil Quran, and specifically we're going to do 2, 2 and in 1 in Charlotte. I would like you to pay close attention to try to imagine this scene. That's the idea. You're trying to get an image of these two different scenes. Let's analyze them inshallah. But those who disbelieve, their deeds are like a mirage in a lowland, which a thirsty one thinks is water until when he comes to it, he finds, he finds it is nothing but he finds Allah before him. And he will pay him in full his due. And Allah is swift in account. That's the first one. Everybody's following so far. Thirsty, you know. Desert. Looks the distance. Lowland. Sees a mirage. Runs after it. Okay, that's the deeds of the disbeliever. Let's go to number two. Next ayah. Allah says, "أو كظلماتٍ في بحرٍ موجٌ من فوقه سحابٌ ظلماتٌ بعضها فوق بعض إذا أخرج يده لم يكد يراها ومن يجعل Or Next possibility, they are like darknesses within an unfathomable sea, which is covered by waves, upon which are waves, over which are clouds, darknesses some upon others. When one puts out his hand, he can hardly see it. And he to whom Allah has not granted light, there is for him no light. So, what do we notice about these two uh, ayats, yeah, these two pictures? Well, there seems to be a pretty consistent theme here going on between light and water. I'm going to assume that everybody here is paying enough attention to notice that the first one, there was an extreme light. In fact, a false light. And no water. And in the second one, there was nothing but water. Extreme water. And no light. I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume everybody caught that much. Inshallah. Yes? Maybe? Everybody's like, uh, not really. <laughs> so please, pay attention to Qur'an. Okay, good stuff. So, now, if you pay even more attention, inshallah ta'ala, what do you find? You find that if you go just a few ayat before this, And a few ayat after this. SubhanAllah, they seem to be surrounded. This is in Surah Nur, by the way. Ayat 39 and 40. And if you just go a few ayat before, you get 35. And a few ayat after, you get 45. Allah Ta'ala gives us two statements about both light and water. And I think, inshallah Ta'ala, they're going to help us contextualize what's going on here in this parable. Allah says, Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. So light seems to be some sort of spiritual pursuit. And furthermore, Allah says in ayat number 45. Wallahu kulla mayamshi ala mayamshi ala mayamshi ala arba' Allah ta'ala has created every living thing from water and there are those who move on and slither on their bellies and some who walk on two legs and one who some on who walk on four legs so what are we getting the picture here of adam but it seems to be the case that light is representing the pursuit of the afterlife the divine spirituality etc the akhirah whereas water is representing what this dunya Every living thing on this dunya, even the little animals, those that crawl, those that slither, all of them, they are all made of water, representing this dunya, the worldly pleasures. So, what are we supposed to be as believers? We're supposed to be balanced between the two. We're supposed to follow the correct light, and we're supposed to live in the world, but not be of the world. This is the common expression, which means what? Be moderate in your approach towards dunya, right? Like a plant, you give a little bit of water, it grows. You give too much, you drown it, right? So we're supposed to be moderate. Good. Now that we have a little bit of background... What are these two scenes describing? But it seems to be, in the first case, there is an extreme light, a false light with no water. What is that representing? The first scene is a disbeliever pursuing a false religion, false logic, a false light, hence a mirage. And after all of their effort, what do they find? They find they've been led down to a low land. This lowland. they've been taken down into this lowland, following, pursuing this mirage, this fake light. And there is no water at the end, meaning what? After they've reached the depth of practicing all of these rituals, they realize it was all just a lie. It could be the case that they die. And what? They won't find their paradise oasis at the end waiting for them. In fact, instead, they'll just be stuck in the burning hot desert. Yani hellfire, may Allah ta'ala protect us. And in the second scene, what do we have? We have the opposite scenario. No light, just water. What is this implying? We are learning about someone who is entirely driven by their passions, by their dunyawi passions and they have no regard for the truth whatsoever. They have no regard for the afterlife whatsoever. They end up in layers of darkness upon darkness. A moderate amount of water, yes, it will give life, but too much will drown you. These people are drowning in their desires. They can't even remember who they are. You know when it says they put their own hand up, they can't even see their own hand. What is that representing? Each layer is like another addiction that they become enslaved to until they can't even recognize themselves in the mirror. I can't even see myself. I, can't, I don't even know who I am anymore drinking so much and smoking so much and doing this and so much that, so much partying. I look at myself in the mirror, I can't even recognize myself anymore. I've just been chasing one pursuit of pleasure after the next. I can't even see who I am anymore, subhanAllah. Barely able to see their own hand is referring, Walla Adam. alam, it seems to be referring to a person who is so entrenched in his own sin and that their addictions have clouded their memories. So they've lost the ability to accurately assess their own behavior. Even if they want to take account of themselves, they can't. The hand representing what you do your past deeds with which they don't see because of the rust that has gone over their heart wave after wave, addiction after addiction, sin after sin their hearts have rusted over so the light of Allah does not penetrate through they are in darkness upon darkness this parable seems to be connecting us with a very simple concept we find repeated throughout the Qur'an in different forms you don't want to be like the first guy you know, running really hard, sacrificing every sort of pleasure chasing a fake mirage you don't want lots of action with no knowledge fake information fake light you don't want to be that person on the flip side you don't want to be what? yes I have the knowledge but no action just drowning in desires just taking it all in you don't want to be that guy either why? how can we avoid this? making sure you have correct faith correct knowledge أَلَّذِينَ amanu. And then correct action وَعَمِلُ well, salihat? The balance between the both are extremely necessary And if you're having trouble with these If you feel like you might fall into one of two categories Then you need to surround yourself by people Who will enjoin in the truth Talk about the truth so you can clarify your doubts Be around the people of truth So that they can clarify your doubts So that you're not running down the wrong direction And if you're on the other side The person who is having trouble holding on to the truth And you have no discipline You need to surround yourself by people Who will be disciplined And who will encourage you SubhanAllah You can see how it connects To Surah Al-Asr so beautifully And it even connects SubhanAllah To Surah Al-Fatiha Because Surah Al-Fatiha You're making dua To be on the path Of those who are blessed And then you're saying Oh Allah I don't want to be On the path Of those Who know the truth But have no action Like those who are just Drowning away In their sin And I don't want to be like Those who have lots of action Who are hustling But they're going In the wrong direction They're misguided They're going astray so may Allah Ta'ala protect us from being stranded in the desert. May Allah Ta'ala protect us from false light or extremes in our practice of, what, of following the light in any sort of extremes or sort of falsehood, i.e. any false claims of righteousness, false claims of religion and extremism. And of course, may Allah Ta'ala protect us from drowning in a sea of desires. May Allah Ta'ala protect us from abandoning the truth and drowning in materialism and dunya we pursuits. Amin Rabbil Alameen. alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa